Good morning. Do I talk about elections too much? Well, too bad. It's a democracy and they matter. And now that Leesburg's special election is passed, we turn to the Western Town elections in May. From Monday, February 12th, it's your Loud Now Morning Minute. Big news. The Fairfax Christian School is moving to Loudoun County. For over 50 years, the Fairfax Christian School has been an award-winning university prep school serving kindergarten through 12th grade. With small class sizes and personal attention, the Fairfax Christian School is a safe place where every student will learn and grow. The school is moving their campus to a new 50,000-square-foot facility located on 15 acres near Dulles Airport. For more information and to enroll your child, visit their website at fairfaxchristianschool.com. That's fairfaxchristianschool.com. Thanks for being with us. I'm Rince Green. Yes, it's a year for elections. The Leesburg special election is passed, and up next, elections in the towns of Percival, Middleburg, Levittsville, Hamilton, and Round Hill in May. And this year, it's a little different. Two longtime mayors will be stepping down from their seats, and there are some new election rules. A new law in Virginia will list the names of candidates on the ballot in the order the registrar receives their paperwork, instead of alphabetically. But let's talk about who's running. In Percival, Mayor Quasi Frazier has filed his paperwork for re-election, and town council members Doug McCollum and Ted Greenlee plan to run again. So far, nobody has stepped up for the third spot on council that will be left by council member Karen Jimerson, who has decided to run for county board of supervisors. This election comes as Percival is in the middle of four investigations of its senior staff, an audit of the investigation that resulted in the firing of the police chief after a vote of no confidence by the council, an investigation into the conduct of the former interim town manager appointed by council, and two investigations into claims of sexual harassment and other complaints from town staff against the town attorney. Over in Lovettsville, Mayor Bob Zoldos has decided not to run for a third term. Having served on the town council since 1998, Zoldos said his decision to step down came after a long family discussion and multiple offers to become a fire chief, something he said he's always wanted to do. He said he's been talking with four potential candidates who might run for his spot. There are also four Lovettsville town council seats on the ballot. Councilmember Kimberly Aller will not seek re-election. Vice Mayor Tiffany Carter and Councilman Nate Fontaine have announced, and there will be a special election to fill a seat left by Rob Gentile, which is currently being temporarily filled by Mike Dunlap. The town's growing at a rapid pace this year, and since Lovettsville has more voters than ever, 1,580 registered voters for the first time, candidates must now submit a petition with 50 signatures. In Hamilton, Mayor David Simpson has filed his paperwork in hopes of his first re-election. Hamilton is the only Loudoun town where the mayor serves a four-year term instead of just two years, and the terms of council members Rebecca Jones, Craig Green, and Michael Snyder will all expire in June. Snyder has said he is unsure about seeking re-election after more than three decades on council. Hamilton has several projects slated this year, including new storm drains and sidewalks and widening the existing sidewalks. In Round Hill, Mayor Scott Ramsey will be seeking election to a fifth term, and three council spots will be on the ballot. Fred Lynn will run again, Chris Prack said he is still undecided, and Janet Heston's term will also expire. This year, Round Hill will be kicking off the Franklin Park Trail and Main Street projects by summer and submit an application by June to become an official Appalachian Trail community. They're also looking at potentially expanding the town.
And Middleburg has one of its most historic mayoral elections. Mayor Betsy Davis will not be seeking a seventh term, opening the door for Economic Development Advisory Committee Chairman Vincent Batowell and Council Members Mark Snyder and Bridge Littleton, who are all running for the spot. This will be the town's first contested mayoral race in 26 years. Council members Darlene Kirk, Peter Leonard Morgan, and Kevin Hazard will all be on the ballot, which adds up to three of the four open seats. The town is therefore still short one candidate. The deadline for candidates to file is March 6th. The deadline for voter registration is April 9th, and the election will be Tuesday, May 1st. Go to loudonnow.com slash morning minute to check out the whole story. In other news, while government, nonprofit, and development industry leaders are grappling with how to make homes affordable to people with middle and low incomes in Loudoun, Loudoun County stands to have 109 fewer homes in its county-run affordable dwelling unit program by the end of the year. A report by Commissioner of the Revenue Robert S. Wirtz Jr. totted up the number of price-controlled ADUs in the county, finding 2,097 in total. They are kept below market values, but more than 100 of those will have aged out of the program by 2019. At that point, they return to market value. Affordable dwelling units are created in Loudoun through rezoning applications and proffer agreements with developers, but after 15 or 20 years, depending on whether the unit's a rental or a for-sale home, they roll out of the program and are assessed again at market values. The county government sometimes purchases ADUs as they near their sunset date to keep them in the program. New large rezonings and proffers hit a stumbling block in 2016 and 2017 because of state legislation sharply curtailing localities' ability to negotiate proffers with developers. The county has since put in place a workaround based on exemptions laid out in the proffer law. Also, in case you're curious, unrelated, although the Catoctin Electoral District, one of the western districts, is nine times the size of the Broad Run District and five times the size of the Dulles District, both Broad Run and Dulles have more real estate value. The Blue Ridge District has the most real estate valuation of any of the electoral districts, but it is also literally half the county by land area. Moving over to Richmond, the state Senate has approved a bill that would allow the Loudoun Freedom Center to secure state funding to help with the restoration and upkeep of the Belmont Slave Cemetery. The bill, introduced by Senator Jennifer Wexton, would designate the land at the southeast quadrant of the Route 7 Belmont Ridge Road interchange as Virginia's third historical African-American cemetery. Toll Brothers, the developer of Belmont Country Club, donated the land to the nonprofit Freedom Center last year amid new community interest in restoring and protecting the long-abandoned graveyard. The two-and-three-quarter-acre property is believed to have 44 burial sites, most marked by simple fieldstones. While the state government has long protected Confederate cemeteries, the General Assembly recently voted to provide similar support for African-American cemeteries established before 1900. The other two are the East End Cemetery in Henrico County and the Evergreen Cemetery in Richmond. The bill provides that nonprofits that own the cemeteries can request $5 per grave or an amount equal to the average cost of routine maintenance of a grave, whichever is greater. The bill would also allow the organizations, like the Freedom Center, to be considered by the General Assembly for grant funding to support larger renovation and repair efforts. It passed the Senate unanimously and now goes to the House of Delegates. And a proposal to refund tolls on I-66 died in Richmond again today, putting that idea permanently to bed for this year. The bill, introduced by House Transportation Committee Vice Chairman Tim Hugo and Delegate Dave LaRock, would have required VDOT to refund tolls of more than 200 bucks a month for motorists using I-66 
east of mile marker 67 to commuters who have electronic toll tags until work is done widening I-66 eastbound from the Dulles Access Road to Fairfax Drive in fall 2020. It would also have imposed tolls on reverse commuters. <laughs> a Transportation Committee subcommittee killed a bigger version of the bill on January 30th, but Hugo and LaRock won support from the full committee to revive a scaled-back version, which was then sent to the House Committee on Appropriations, which then tabled that bill. A sister bill in the Senate introduced by Senator Dick Black died in the Senate Committee on Transportation. Get the full story on this and all these stories over at loudonnow.com. On the Get Out Loudon calendar, tomorrow is Valentine's Music Trivia at Crooked Run Brewing in Sterling. I've been in there. It's a pretty cool place. It's tomorrow at 7.30 p.m. Get the details on this event and check out the rest of the event's calendar at getoutloudon.com. And if you like the Morning Minute, adopt a dog from a shelter, take proper care of it, and grow old with it. That won't do anything to spread the word about the Morning Minute, but it will make a dog happy, and you can still tell all your friends and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and it'll be waiting for you there every morning. Okay, have a great day. <laughs>